You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Shouldn't you be at work? Clean sheet, I call it, is, uh, is one of the most important things in, in football. Nice to see the whole fans booing you. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is! Paul Bowden to take it. Oh, and he's hit the crossbar! Gerard, it's Carroll! What a goal by the England striker! That's why he was brought in and he's done the job. Saved! John Pickford! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, and he has to. No. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score? We are fresh from watching England draw nil-nil with the United States of America. I'm Chris Gold. Joining me, as always, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And John Hark, the Herald Angel Sing. It's Michael Moore. Oh, lovely. Hello. Really lovely. That's good, isn't it? And a golden age of US football, really. (laughs) Yeah, and a lovely Christmas reference. It's the perfect introduction. We we should talk about England v the USA, but do you think it's good to, you know, start with the electronic post bags? We've had some we've had some World Cup correspondence. Oh, what a treat. Yeah? Why not? Let's do it. I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the electronic post bag. You've got mail. England's usual slow starts to tournaments, writes Dan Ashley. This is exactly what I want to hear hear about. I, I want comfort right now. Well, this was written before the USA game. <laughs> okay, good. I've just listened to the Iran game episode. Loved the heightened giddiness as it went on. A number of times you all sound a little shell-shocked and mentioned this to be our greatest start to World Cup. You also spoke of how Southgate is getting rid of old assumptions. I mean, this 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 hasn't aged well for an email that was sent yesterday. Um, you are not wrong. We have won the last three opening games at major tournaments. Before that, we won three out of 16. 
Wow, blimey. Wow. It was too early last Saturday, so I uh, looked back at all the opening games of my lifetime, starting at Euro 80, before Iran, we'd won five, lost five, and drawn eight. Isn't that an astonishing stat? That is astonishing, but we kind of knew it, didn't we? It was at the back of our heads. It was so used to seeing England start slowly, but Southgate yeah. has really transformed it. He really has, and I think we'll come to it in the discussion of England v the USA. But I think there's a discussion to be had about has ever an England team done really well in the group stages in three games? Or, question two, who was the last World Cup winner that absolutely spanked the teams in their groups? Interesting. Um, We will cover that. Well, just on that, one thing I was thinking about. Yeah. So, So, 2018 World Cup was Southgate's first tournament. And we won our first two group games and then lost the third against Belgium, but we'd already qualified. Yes. But I'd argue people weren't in a great mood after the Tunisia game. Yes. Like, we'd scraped past Tunisia in the last minute. Then we thrashed someone who I can't remember. Was it Panama? Yeah. Yeah. And then we lost to Belgium and everyone was furious, even though it gave us a better route to the final. And also, he didn't play a full... He made a lot of changes, didn't he, in that Belgium game? Did he? I can't remember. I don't think he did. He had Ashley Young in his first team. You can't be making changes <laughs> in that situation, can you? Phil Jones played. Rubens lost his cheek. Fabian Delft. This is, oh, this okay. is not... OK, the, fair enough. Fair Eric enough. Dyer. Fair enough. So, well, let's not let's not poo-poo Eric Dyer, a man who's <laughs> survived four years. And is our first choice change at centre-back. So, uh, do you want another uh, piece of a World Cup correspondence from Leon Murta? He begins, Very unfair criticism of the 1982 England World Cup kit. And I will hold mm. my hands up. I think he's correct on that. I think it is, in fact... It's a beautiful kit, isn't it? The England at 1982. I'd say it's iconic, really. Do you, you ever see those Twitter things where people go, well, who does this kit remind you of? And for me, it's um, Trevor Francis. Do you, know what that, do you know what that reminds me of? I don't know if you'll remember this, but um, Pete Doherty wore that on the Libertines' first NME cover, <laughs> that, that shirt. Which I think, you've got to say, that instantly makes it a classic kit. <laughs> Who does that kit remind you of? Is it Trevor Francis or Pete Doherty? Do email in. Let's have a poll. Shall we do, shall we do Is there such a thing as a Twitter poll these yeah, days? Yeah, yeah, Oh, there is, yeah. of course, because they did a Donald Trump one. Uh, in fact, I'll do that. I'm going to put that poll up today. I'll put the poll up today. Who does this remind you of, Trevor Francis or Pete Doherty? Let's find out. Look, I'm going to send you the picture. You can't say that's not a good kit. Would you just <laughs> describe that picture? He's ripped it open. What are you on about? Of he's course he has. He's, he's Pete Doherty. He's a libertine. <laughs> Michael, would you like to describe that picture? So it's uh, the four, I presume, original members of the band. Uh, still, it's still the same. Still the same members now. Still the same members now. Uh, laid on a uh, Union Jack flag. Of course they are. Of course they are. Pete Doherty is uh, front, obviously, but he's got that England shirt, and he's kind of. I can't tell whether he's found that in the trash or whether he's deliberately sort of styled it to be ripped open like that. I mean, I think there's a little bit of sacrilege. You can't do that to an England shirt. Do you want to hear the worst thing? That's the that's the actual match worn shirt that Brian Robson scored the goal after 27 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Robson was a huge fan of the uh, post strokes indie scene and went to the Libertines' first six gigs. Of all the 1982 England team, I think Robson is the least likely. No, no, to no, be no, true. No. Incredible. Sir, Sir Trevor statement. Brooking. Sir Trevor Brooking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, surely Shilts. Surely Shilts isn't. 
I bet you said actually n- none of them, to be fair. None of that 1982 World Cup squad is going to be go to Libertines gig. Do you think Kevin Keegan might go to... I mean, it depends. There's a difference between now and then, because I could imagine Kevin Keegan sees a, some of their songs as toe-tappers. <laughs> Let me just check. 1982 England yeah, squad. I'm just, I'm just pulling it up who am, I, who am I thinking? If I had to take one of them to watch the Libertines, who am I taking? Terry Butcher? Graham Ricks? I, I'm not taking Graham Ricks anywhere, <laughs> mate. You do not want to be papped with him on your arm. I do not want to. I do not want to be associated <laughs> with Graham Ricks. Oh, Terry Butcher. There you go. Yeah, Terry I think Butcher. Terry Butcher. I think Terry Butcher. Yeah. Terry McDermott, maybe? Terry McDermott's not going to like the Libertines, is he? We've interviewed two of these. We've interviewed Phil Thompson and Brian Robson. I'd have loved to have asked either of them whether they'd have ever seen the Libertines live. <laughs> it's a good squad. Yeah, and that's squad, actually yeah. what the uh, email goes on to discuss. We actually did well in that tournament. Apart from the winners, Italy, we were the only team who... Didn't two lose. Two points for anyone? Didn't lose. Didn't lose. Also, that tournament included a glorious start where we a 3-1 win v France with Robson's fastest ever goal at the World Cup Finals, beaten by Turkey in 2002. Yeah. It's quite a weird format, that 82 World Cup, isn't it? It's like two massive groups, isn't it? Two group games, yeah. two group stages. The World Cup went mental in the 70s and early 80s, yeah. didn't it? yeah. Format mental. That's kind of one of the big unspoken things about the World Cup is that they actually messed around with it quite a lot in that period. It's almost yeah. unrecognisable as a World Cup. What is your what is your dream World Cup format? I, I, th- I think the one we've got now is pretty close. I was actually thinking this morning, is it going to be rubbish when there's loads of teams? Yeah. Is that going to be rubbish? Like, I think this well, tw- I, I think the way th- they've th- done what, it is quite what good What I'm now. hoping for, yeah, what I don't like is the 24 teams. Is The 24 teams, which I will admit Italia 90 was one of these tournaments, 24 teams is a crock of shit <laughs> because... There's not enough at stake in the group games because yeah. yeah, yeah. more or less everyone's going through. Yeah. Germany losing wouldn't have been that exciting, but now because only two go through in the groups, it's exciting. Yeah. So there's an and argument. You had like Wales Iran, Wales Iran yesterday, the second group game, and it's all it's basically a knockout immediately yeah. because of the way the results have gone. It's a good format. It's exciting. It is a good format. The only thing I hold on to with the 48 teams is that I think it's a good idea because they're in groups of three, everything's going to be alive from the off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to get... Michael, any thoughts? Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. We touched it on an earlier episode. More World Cup, for me, was better prior to the start of this tournament. I would say there's been quite a few dud games in the first round, and the idea of yeah. having to trawl through more of those to get to the exciting stuff did make me feel a bit like, fucking hell, that might be a bit of a slog. But, like Chris said, if they count more, if each game matters at that level and we get a bit more excitement at the back end, I'm, I'm definitely willing to give it a try. I do wonder whether it will be a bit of a bridge too far, though, next time. Yeah, it does feel like if you added 16 worse teams than the current 32, there's going to be a lot of chaff. Yeah, and how many, like, how many giant killings do you really need in the first 10 days of a World Cup? One, one is a story, but if there's two in two days, you're like, oh, okay, that Saudi Arabia one maybe isn't as iconic. Yeah. Well, there's only going to be eight opportunities for giant kings. There's only eight big teams. There's going to be loads of games that are the equivalent of when you turn it on and go, oh, it's Qatar versus Senegal or whatever. I suppose I'll have this on in the background. There's going to be a lot of background. There's going to be a lot more of like- background work. It's going to be known as the background World Cup. It's going to be known as the background World Cup. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> this is the first background World Cup of the modern era. 
<laughs> Can I just say, I've got the 1982 England World Cup squad, squad up, and I know we've talked about this before, but my God, Shilton is 32 years old in 1982. No! I'm looking at that squad thinking, oh, he's come, he's come along for the experience. He's, he's an old man. He, Ray Clements, Ray Clements the number one? He's only a year younger than Ray Clements. He's also on 37 caps. So... Most of his caps came post-32. If he was number one the whole time, he would have an absolute runaway amount of caps that no-one would ever get near. Yeah, he'd, he'd have the amount of caps you get with an England women's player. You know when you see, like, Alex Scott's got, like, 160 caps or whatever? They've yeah. got loads of caps. The only pe- person that could rival that would be Peter Shilton. Luckily, he didn't, so there's another yeah. thing he can't be smug about. <laughs> Thank God he was a late bloomer. In many ways, like his penalty-saving technique, he went too late. That was the mistake with Peter <laughs> Shilton. Right. Shall we, shall we get back to the present day? If you've got any correspondence, this is how to get in touch, mainly about old World Cups. That's what we're looking for. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay. England versus USA last night. We had to watch this separately because uh, I was working and um, I don't know. Where where did you two watch it? Just at home. Just at home in the kitchen. Michael? I just went around a friend's house, had a, had a nice burger and a beer and watched it. I think that sums up the mood of the nation. <laughs> Michael having an American snack while watching England versus USA. We will come to that. <laughs> but let's see how we experience the evening. Welcome to Albay where the stage is set for a Friday night filled with entertainment. The USA national team had to go cold turkey and forgo Thanksgiving fun ahead of a pivotal game against Gareth Southgate's men. But whilst it was most Americans celebrating yesterday, 
It is England who know they are on to a cracking deal on Black Friday. A thumping win on Monday means England can secure passage through to the knockout stage and be almost certain of top spot with victory over the United States of America. England versus USA, you join me for some pre-match thoughts. My confidence is running very high. I thought we were just so good against Iran. I'm excited about the fact he's playing the same team uh, as started against Iran. And then I watched Wales versus Iran earlier today. Wales uh, uh, obviously lost to Iran and Wales drew with USA. So using that mechanic, USA and Wales are the same. And if Iran are better than Wales, then England are better than the USA. There's some sort of logic in there. I'm sure all football fans can relate to me saying that. We should smash them. I wasn't impressed by USA when I watched them the other night. And um, Tom Gibbs said it on this podcast uh, a couple of days ago that he thinks England could win it. And I have to say, I think he's right. I think there's no one particularly brilliant. I think we're just as good as the best teams, if not better. You know, I've had lots of tweets about Richarlison scoring a couple of goals. And sure, one of them was brilliant. But, you know, lots of rubbish players have scored good goals. I remember Chris Marsden taking everyone on down at the Saints and scoring like a worldie. Anyone's capable of a good goal. And he scored it against Serbia. I still think we've got potential to win this tournament. Let's find out if I'm right. England versus USA. Come on, England. Just before kickoff, very uh, excited. Well, not even very excited. That's bullshit. Very relaxed, if I'm honest with you. Not even because I'm like, oh, we're going to beat USA. I've committed to this tournament in that I've watched a lot of football. But I'm emotionally quite uninvolved with it. I'm still struggling to get the nerves for these England games. And I don't think that's because... um, I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm just emotionally dead these days. Maybe I've been through it too many times. Maybe getting to the final last time killed my joy and fear and whatever. This is it. This is me now. I'm just kind of watching England like I used to watch kind of, I don't know, Greg Rosetsky. I don't really mind. I'd like us to win. I'm sure that will change. Come on, England. He was the standout player, I think, in the game on Monday. Here he is on the ball again. Saka outside him. It's Bukayu Saka. It's Harry Kane. And the deflection takes it wide. It was good defending. Brilliant one-two on the edge. And Saka's away. Rice tries to pinch it. Mount protects it. Can't get away from Adams. Good turn by McKenney. Here come the USA again. It's too much room for him to run into. McKinney, this is Musa trying to shift it on to Pulisic. England backing off, and Pulisic hits the ball. I've gone from thinking we're going to win the World Cup to I'll take a point against the USA in about 45 minutes. I don't know what's going on, but I will quote Graham Taylor when I say this it's made for Phil Foden, isn't it? It's made for Foddy to come on and score. We need some big changes. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why we're so off the pace. It feels like something tactical is happening at a level that I don't understand, but somehow the USA are just able to press us right up the pitch. I don't really understand how this has happened. We look a completely different team to the team that beat Iran 6-2. This is a reality check. All the ITV pundits have just said it. Big second half coming up, not just for our progression out of the group, but you know who is this England team? Uh, and also, 
I put 20 quid on England to win 3 0. And I need to look at the cash out options right now. Wow, that was very stressful. Didn't enjoy that. I spent the last 10 minutes just repeatedly saying I'd take 0 0 at half time. Till we got a corner right at the end when I thought I'd take 1 0 here. Um, so it's 0 0, it's half time. You've got to remember Scotland at this point was 0 0. And it all worked out fine in the Euros. I'm staying positive. Would I accept 0 0 at full time? I'm not ruling it out. It's that bad. Oh God. Oh God, we look we look like we're gonna concede a goal. It just feels inevitable. I'm struggling to find a positive. Oh God. Zimmerman and Reem are a real danger. Zaned in towards the back post and Jordan Pickford didn't get near it. Zimmerman was coming but not quick enough. Difficult one for him because he's not too sure. He hasn't got time to look over his shoulder, see if there's anybody behind him. Gets a little bit underneath it. Kane finding Rashford. Rashford trying to tiptoe his way into a dangerous area. Grealish. Back to Rashford again. Trying to bend it towards the far corner, but it's very close to Matt Turner. No real trouble for the American goalkeeper. Oh, God. Nil-nil. I suppose there is some comfort in... The great tournaments of the last 30-odd years have had terrible group games going back to Euro 2020. You know, the nil-nil with Scotland and the one-on with Switzerland at uh, Euro 96. You know, a, a great tournament can have bad games. Italian 90, the same. Oh, I don't know how to feel about that. Ultimately, we, we weren't good enough. We looked so stale, didn't we? I don't really know. I'm just, I've kind of decided I'm going to pretend this didn't happen and that Wales is now an absolutely massive game. The one thing we've got going for us is that hopefully they're going to be completely deflated. Um, is this the real England? Was the Iran a blip? Was the Iran performance not the real England than this was? You can't let yourself get too consumed by these emotions. Um, we need to have a steady hand on the rudder here as England fans. Wales is the next game. Write this one off. Forget about it. Hopefully Southgate's going to make some changes. It's a shame not to see Foden tonight. It was Grealish made a difference when he came on. Just players who can actually run past other players. Like I think that's one of... It's the most important thing to do on the pitch. Foden would have been lovely. Rashford was in moments okay. Let's just write this off. Let's never talk about this again. Full time, uh, England nil, USA nil. I'd say we were the worst team. Oh my word! I'd, I'd have taken nil nil, particularly with this weird stat that we can lose four nil or whatever. Um, which is like a weird reveal at the end when you go, oh well, that was absolutely pointless. Like that bit at the end of Lord of the Rings when suddenly the birds come along and save them all, and Gandalf comes back to life. You're like, what? Well, all rules are off. This is fucking bullshit. Anyway. Nil-nil, shades of 2010. Uh, better than 1950 when they beat us 1-nil, though. So, you know, we're on the up and they're on the down. That's the way I see it. I'd quite like to get them in the group in 2026 because they'll be seeds and they won't be good as seeds. So I'd quite like a, a fourth meeting with the USA at the World Cup, ideally in the Rose Bowl, just for Chris, really, more than anything. Um, I'm not too despondent. I've already disappeared back into 1994 1950, so, you know... Who cares about 2022? 
Alright, that's your lot for this little sample. To get the full episode, head over to anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin where you'll get unrivaled World Cup coverage. Three full episodes a week plus a special interview with Big Sam this month and over 5,000 minutes of extra content. Join the Quickly Kevin fan club. You can do that via anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 